0: well of the NWO, and she says, but Bump Daddy has got a new mustache! <laughs> well, i see I see a lot of Bump guys laying flat on their back!
1: what's up pals
0: yes yes yes
1: i I, I, i'm sorry i guess you heard that properly then (laughs) yes i did Uh, yes 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 indeed that
0: that was so great i you know of course i spent uh, a good amount of time uh on in you know leading up to previous episodes trying to find that yes so this is kind of like my mezzanine sleepover fucking lingerie moment
1: well i uh I was listening, I've been telling you off air, and over the course of the week, I was listening to the Brian and Vinny show this week. Ah! And they are doing reviews every week of Nitro and Raw from uh, 19 years ago. Yep. And on the review on the show from last week, they're like, Buff Bagel comes out for a match. Before the match, he announces he has a new mustache.
0: You must have marked out hard. Oh, I was fucking so ready. <laughs> Stop. It's great. So the
1: story behind that for everybody... By the way, this is the mezzanine sleepover episode 85. And it I'm, is,
0: yeah. Episode 85, you're right.
1: Yeah, and I'm slip with five eyes or slipe.
0: I'm at megamix.com. So let's hear your story here,
1: buddy. So uh, the story is that back when we were in university and watching a lot of wrestling, yeah. Uh, at some point in time, Buff Bagwell in this WCW match came out and declared his new mustache. And of course, we, as usual... Make up our own lines <laughs> So Yes So to us For years and years and years It was always Buff daddy's got a brand new mustache <laughs> <laughs> Yep Well at least in this case We were kind of close
0: We were pretty close Yep
1: He didn't say brand He just said buff daddy's got a new mustache
0: So That's that's still a good payoff though
1: Yes So anyways I'm Slip with five eyes Or slaap
0: at Megamix.com once again.
1: Uh, we're a little late, uh, of course not for you, but for us here because of fucking iTunes and me. So uh, my apologies to my co-host for this bullshit. Well,
0: that's that's all right.
1: You've been passing um, the time in the car eating McDonald's.
0: I well, I had I had some some Dax and uh, a little earlier. I'm paying for it now. It reminded me why I don't eat Dax. Very often. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm sitting in front of Licks next to Gondola here. Yes. Um, I'm a little concerned that I look kind of creepy because it's like two um, now. Like, you know, like younger finally? women wa- working at Licks, and I'm sitting in the car in front. Uh huh. I'm trying to make it very apparent that I'm that I'm talking on the phone. Oh yeah. I'm make I'm trying to make it very apparent so that they don't get worried because you know. But this is where I gank the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Actually, I don't gank it. <laughs> it's Shaw Open Wi-Fi, so. You know, it's mine to use. So, but uh, I'm in a good position here. So I just, I just hope I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to, to talk very um, big on the phone, uh, so that they, so that they know that I'm not, uh, I'm not to be, uh, to be worried about. But you know, gondolas open here, so they, they're, uh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's hard when it used to. Be, it's fine in the winter when it's all closed, and I come out here like a, like a, um, like a, uh, what would you, like a, like a, like a sexy spy. But now it's, now it's not so people milling all around all the time
1: well you didn't notice this last summer i mean come on dude i did you fucking I did. You this fucking... Is my favorite
0: spot when we did rap tracks i was sitting like way down uh st mary's not way down but a few blocks down in a strip mall down there yes and uh and it just wasn't the same
1: well you're just a fucking creep like i guess so <laughs> i admit it dude
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, now that's i guess so i'm a creep so anyway yes uh, it's been a while since I've been on the show.
1: It has been. Um, um, we uh, did. Uh...
0: I, I, I tagged out at, on, in in uh, in episode eighty four. Uh, got had a had a sickness come on right before the show started taping. Amazing. And I, I had to tag out immediately after the after the intro played. Uh, I did quite enjoy the show. It was well done. Uh, I didn't get it quite. I, I was a little at the time. I didn't even want to think about it because I I was feeling so shitty. Yeah. But afterwards, I was like. I was like, this was a good show. I wish I could have been on. Um, Talk about WrestleManias. So, WrestleMania, you know
1: what? We did, for those of you that haven't been paying attention, we did a WrestleMania uh, countdown show before the actual WrestleMania for this year, which was 33. So we counted down our WrestleManias, our favorites, and we went from 32 to 1, and it was you, me, and our pal Stu. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, you missed the second part. You were there when we talked about the shitty ones.
0: Yes, I was, which was a
1: nanny. But not the good ones. So on the good ones, do you have any quick thoughts? Because I believe our listeners out there are, are, have been wondering for, what, three weeks now? They're like, what does he think? Like, what does he really
0: think? Well, I found it to be very, very interesting. Uh, the fact that we each, we all picked three number ones really skewed the results. Yes. Um, I think if you polled uh, more people, you wouldn't end up with WrestleMania 20 at number two. But it did with us because, of course, you went uh, 17 at number one. I went WrestleMania 3 at number 1. Stu went WrestleMania 24 at number 1. So it kind of skewed the results a little bit. I still thought it was a solid list. Um, you know, I think we all... I think probably you were you were a little bit... You're probably closer to the majority opinion. I think you gave it a little bit more of a um, uh, a, a thinking man's, you know, kind of perspective. A fucking, Where Stu a went fucking, with, like, a I was in this one, so it was the best. Yeah, it was Cerebral Wrestling Analysis. Yes. Stu was at at the one that he put, picked the best, and he really liked main events. Though sometimes a show had a good main event, and he didn't pick it. But you know, hey. Then there's me, where it's all I'm all about the old WrestleManias because I all like watching them. Yeah. Even when they're bad, I'm like, I fucking like watching it. I like listening to Jesse. It's all such bad reasons to like WrestleManias, but hey, that's that's the way I did it. So yeah, it's like if I think about the WrestleMania I've watched the most, I like I picked 17 number two, but I watched three way more than I watched 17, and I like it a lot more, so I was like, I gotta go with this!
1: Hey, whatever so you your re- whatever your reasons, and of course, yeah, Stu picked 24, because he was there. Yes. Uh, which we, I-
0: we, of course, did not give the same uh, accolades to WrestleMania X8, nor did you for 29.
1: Uh, no, no, of course not. And then uh, I also, uh, I picked 17 as number one. Yes. And yes, you put number three. All, you know, all three fine shows. I mean, I, I didn't rank... 24 i don't think in my top five but i didn't think it was a bad show
0: no it wasn't it wasn't terrible no i put it kind of you know just outside the top 10 i think it wasn't a bad wasn't a bad watch um i of course uh, will defend till the end of the days my love of wrestlemania 5 so i won't i won't get into it now because i did it last year when we talked about it but of course that's one of those ones that i bumped up you know very high because of my uh, i think i gave it ranked at number five and it you know, pulled it way up there into the top 10 or just outside the top 10 maybe. Yeah. Yeah, It doesn't matter. But yeah, I, I liked it. It was a good solid list. I like how high WrestleMania 19 was. That's when the, many people don't talk about. What a solid show. It, you know what?
1: It was. And again, I, as I said on the show, like I wasn't enamored with it at the time. I don't know if you no. remember. I don't know if you were, but.
0: Well, we watched it at, at La Scratch.
1: Yes, we did. And,
0: and uh, you know, I just remember enjoying it. But, I, you know, upon re-watching it, a few times, I was like, this is a solid show. And you can't go wrong with Limb Biscuit and a a pillow fight match. (laughs) Uh, And sorry, and and Albert and Big Show teaming up.
1: Oh, Jesus. Uh, (laughs) So what did you think of uh, this year's WrestleMania 33? Did you... Okay, so how much did you end up watching? Because, of course, I have the network and you kind of find what you can. Doink, doink, doink. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You have the network, and I, you know, uh, kind of. Well, when my son when my son went to bed, yeah. I was like, "Ah, fuck it, I'll watch WrestleMania." So I, you know, went on the network. Doink doink. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, I started watching from about uh, I believe. Well, when I started watching, Bray uh, Wyatt was coming to the ring.
1: Oh no! And
0: uh, yeah, yeah. And I was sitting there watching, and I thought, "What dog shit?" Now I'd been following on on Twitter all night because I wasn't sure I'd be able to watch the whole thing. Yep. I was just concerned, like, I just wanted to see Brock Lesnar. That's all I wanted to see. <laughs> um so I was all excited. And of course I was quite pleased when Brock Lesnar beat Goldberg, because I hate Goldberg. I've never liked Goldberg. Ever. <laughs> ever, ever. Hate him. So that was that was satisfying to me. I was like, this that's good. And uh, you know, then there was the uh I, I can't remember all the matches, but there was the um the the six woman match was eh. But that main event was absolute garbage, and I'll, we'll we'll circle around back to it. But then, I of course, after it ended, I went back and started watching from the start. And I believe I texted you, but I was like, you know, what? it kind of started out as a bit of a fun show, and I don't know what happened.
1: Uh, it just, I, it fell off a cliff. Like, like I liked, uh, yeah. What did so you liked? Uh, let's see here. So the-
0: now, keep in mind, I didn't have to watch the pre-show, and I didn't want to watch the pre-show. So I, I started watching from AJ Styles, Shane McMahon.
1: Okay. So, the, I mean, the AJ styles Shane McMahon match was better than it needed to be. But again, it's just disappointing because it shouldn't have been Shane.
0: No, I I, I wasn't terribly interested in it, but uh, I don't mind watching AJ Styles. I mean... Um, Shane McMahon is completely uninteresting, but I get, it was what it was. It was fine.
1: Uh, and then we also had... What did we also have? There was... Uh, I'm not going to go through every match, obviously. Uh, the women's match was okay. Like, the Raw women's match was okay. It was, it was a little weird,
0: though. Like, I... I think I maybe expected a little bit too much. Uh, And uh, there was a strange part where it was like the champion wasn't even there for like, you know, a good portion of the match. And I was kind of like, that's not very strong.
1: No. (laughs) Uh, There was also, God, it's... It
0: was like Rey Mysterio in the 2006 Royal Rumble, right? He wins, but like half the match, he's not even there. That's what it was like to me. But anyway, uh, it was good to see Jericho and his light-up scarf. I enjoyed that. Yeah, and his match, uh, the with match Kevin... was okay. Kevin Owens grabbing the rope with his finger. That was great.
1: Yeah, so that was a pretty good match. Uh, there was... God, it's been... It's funny. Such a long-ass show, and it's hard to remember stuff. I mean, the big matches... The, the Triple H-Seth Rollins match was way too long. Yes. Uh, another... I
0: probably fast-forwarded it.
1: A guy, by the way, in Seth Rollins, who's supposed to be selling this major knee injury, and he's just doing flips and landing on it. Yep, uh, you know, like and, and Triple
0: he, H and Triple. By the way, Triple H's little fucking uh, tricycle was amazing. <laughs>
1: uh, and then this uh, this fucking Bray Wyatt match. I mean, yeah. How does this happen? They I don't know. So the big thing in this match, which sucked, like the match. If you take out the stupidest part, still was a shit match. But
0: it was a terrible match. It was terrible. It was like watching Raw with two guys who were. Way less talented
1: So Randy Orton is like this was my plan all along And it's like to what Like to win the title Cause yep. don't you just isn't your plan to win the Royal Rumble And then get a shot Like it doesn't yeah. that, Isn't that all it has to be Yep. But he's like, like According to this it's like he planned on what Winning the Rumble and then Bray Wyatt winning the title And then him yep. all tricking him by Burning down his house <laughs> I guess so and then burning down his house and then doing that stupid fucking Randy Orton pose outside of it. <laughs> yep. With the flames in the I, background. The thing
0: was, I, I read people were all kind of excited for the match, and I was like, why? Like, I did, it's Randy Orton, for God's sakes. But then the worst. And, you know, again, now, now keep in mind, I don't watch a lot of uh, wrestling, like, the, you know, like this, today's wrestling very often, but I know Randy Orton is fucking boring. <laughs> no matter what happens. So when I watch this match, I'm like, it's Randy Orton. It's going to be boring. And you know what it was? And then it just was,
1: and then he fucking, <laughs> he fucking get like when Orton is down in the middle of the ring and he's selling. Yeah, they do this overhead shot of the ring and they project maggots. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I
0: wonder. Uh, Mistopheles did that, <laughs> all helping out.
1: And crickets, which is funny.
0: <laughs> and worms. And worms. <laughs> like it, it's again, it's like well, that's unique, I guess, but I don't really get it like i get it but it's like it's pointless was that mind games
1: that was the idea i don't
0: see how that's very scary
1: it's like that was bray wyatt's idea
0: bray Wyatt all has the power to talk to production before the match
1: (laughs) yeah exactly now of course
0: them and coerce them into doing things
1: uh the one good thing about this of course was that uh we got some uh got some creative people on twitter and including fucking pumpkin dance
0: that was amazing. I also enjoyed the one with just a whole bunch of Triple H faces <laughs> projected onto the ring. That was great. Uh, that so, was great.
1: So there was that. Then there was the Brock the Brock Lesnar and uh, Goldberg match was awesome. It was. It was super I like awesome.
0: You know what? Four minutes. Fuck it. That was great.
1: Just two dudes smashing each other and then Brock winning. With finishers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then one guy just beats him. Oh, was, I, I don't even care Like I know Brock Lesnar's not going to wrestle for like four months or whatever I don't even care Because it's more interesting than anything else that's going on Honestly
1: Oh it was fantastic It was fucking fantastic yeah. And yep. then uh, this, uh, this Roman Reigns Undertaker Fucking total <sighs> bullshit I mean Undertaker is retiring and he's an old man And he can barely move but god it was a bad match
0: It was really It was, it was, it was a horrid match to watch I think, and, and it's just too bad that you can't like. I, and it's to me, it's not like Undertaker. Your duty wants he can have anybody he wants to wrestle in his final match, and it's kind of you know. I guess it's supposed to be a big deal, but really, like the guy was wrestling once a year for the last like four years, so who cares, really?
1: I know people are like, man, it's going to be so different without him, and it's like that's what it's been. Like he hasn't, and, you know, yeah, he hasn't wrestled. Nope. He wrestles once a year, sometimes twice, and that's that's been it for what since twenty nine, maybe twenty eight. Yeah, like he comes back yeah, for WrestleMania. Like yeah, four, or match. five, or six years. And when he lost that first one to uh, Lesnar, and the streak was broken, who gave a fuck?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess people did, and you know, I guess I don't get it because I never really liked the Undertaker. Like I was never an Undertaker fan growing up, and I grew up watching wrestling. I started watching wrestling when Undertaker debuted, essentially, and I just didn't care. I never cared about the Undertaker. I was never like, "Fuck, I love, I love Taker." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, fuck, you know, Undertaker, Undertaker's the best." You know, it's not like I was, you know, you know, rocking Undertaker shirts or anything. I just didn't care about Undertaker then, so I don't care now. I get some people do, so it's the end of an era. But really, that era ended a while ago. It's not like it's not like Ric Flair who who wrestled almost. You know, for all those years, right up until he, you know, was retired, and then you know, of course, kept wrestling. Or you know, Shawn Michaels, same kind of thing, right? Like those are those are impactful, meaningful retirements. This one, not so much. Didn't care. Whatever. Uh, the match stunk. Roman Reigns is terrible, but I'll give him a chance if he if he can if he can you know kind of evolve as a as a character. I'll give him a chance, but his 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 wrestling is is not good, and that punch thing. Oh, the Superman a punch! punch? A, a jumping punch? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that's is is that a rib? Is what I want to know. It <laughs> no, must it's... be a rib against somebody.
1: Well, that's uh, that's the Roman Reigns thing, and now again, like they they keep pushing the guy. He came out on uh, the night after on the uh, the Raw, and oh, fuck. I watched
0: yeah, I, I watched that online. It was pretty good. And you know,
1: they booed him forever, and then he was like, "I'm the man," and I just thought. Just tell the crowd to go fuck themselves. Like, yes. Stop playing like you're going to be a good guy and stop being a good guy and just be like, suck it, assholes. Like,
0: yeah. Because I gotta say though, these some of these fans who you know, like I'm complaining, but you know, I, it's not like I really watch, so my opinion doesn't mean much. Yeah. But if you're there and you and it, it bothers you that much, and but you're still there at every show, like watching fucking you know five hours of of. Of television every fucking week, like maybe you should consider stopping for a bit if it bothers <laughs> you that much. Because I couldn't handle it. Like, there's no way I could handle it. It's too much. It's too much of a of a to do. And and then to have it be, you know, kind of because I watch WrestleMania and I was like, yeah, I, I'm mildly entertained, but I can't imagine seven hours of that. My God.
1: You know what I forgot? Fucking uh, Hardy Boys.
0: Oh yes. So the Hardy Boys, and already it's like it's. Whatever they were previously doing is not going to be done. I don't think, is it?
1: Well, there's a legal issue right now in play, <laughs> which I think is going to get taken care of because without without the broken Matt Hardy gimmick, they're just it, Team Extreme. They're and they're and it's not going to be special in in a month. It's just going to be like, oh yeah, like Jeff maybe because people like Jeff for some reason. <laughs> yeah. But Matt's yeah, the guy. I
0: know, guy. I know. I agree 100%. It'd be like, I, I wouldn't really want to, I wouldn't care to watch either of them if, if they're not kind of having the creative output they were previously having. Because without that, there's no point.
1: Yeah, Matt's the guy with the golden gimmick. Yes. He really is. And uh, so we'll see what happens because I fucking would love to see that. But even if they let him go with that, how much do you think they're going to really let him do? Because you know Vince. It's either oh, gonna yeah. be it's either gonna be a totally watered down version, or they're gonna just overdo it to the point where you're just sick of it so fast. Yep. Because no one likes to run a joke into the ground, aside from us, like WWE.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll say this. Uh, kudos to them for getting off fucking whatever whatever they call the other wrestling show. I guess it's called Impact. Or whatever, it's not TNA anymore. Yeah. But whatever, good for them because you know, honestly, like that's that's the lowest of the low.
1: <laughs> it really is.
0: Like it really is. Like I there's there's nothing about anything involving uh, th- that company that at all interests me. I was interested in 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 the broken one, but that was about it.
1: Well, yeah, that's the only and, thing that and was I good. Just,
0: you know, like good for them. I mean, go and make some money. <laughs> If you're going to do the gimmick and you're going to put that much into it, you might as well make some some money on it.
1: Uh, So uh, do you want to talk about our main event? Our main event for tonight? Our main event for tonight? Oh, yeah. Hey,
0: before we do that. So WrestleMania 33, quick and dirty. Where would you kind of rank that if you were to slot it in somewhere? Just you It doesn't have to be pinpoint, but where would you kind of slot that WrestleMania in? It's
1: in my bottom 20. In In your list. My bottom 20. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure, I don't think I'd put in my bottom five, I'd probably, if I had to guess without looking at my list again in detail I'd probably yep. stick it somewhere around like 20 to 22
0: Yeah, I'd probably stick it right around Wrestlemania 32 with a slight edge on 32 because I, I thought 32 was 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 far worse not far worse, a little bit worse
1: One uh, thing that I heard being discussed with uh, fucking Meltzer is and <laughs> and it makes total sense is that in a couple of years, WrestleMania may end up being a uh, two-night event, which would probably be better.
0: That would be a good idea. I think, I think that would be pretty rad. Seven
1: hours is insane.
0: Just do three hours a night. I think that'd be great. I would, I would like that. Because uh, you get past three hours and I'm just not interested.
1: Uh, of course. And that's
0: for a major show. And, and, and they need to get their TV shows down.
1: Well, that's not to, gonna happen. Two hours.
0: They have to. They have to go to two hours on that raw show because it's unwatchable.
1: Yeah, I know it's unwatchable, but it's about the money. <laughs> it's
0: All about the money. Um,
1: fucking, speaking uh, about
0: money, though. Speaking about money. Yeah. Let's talk the main event.
1: Uh, just before the main event. Uh, go yeah. if you if you haven't seen it yet, go watch that NXT show.
0: Yes, I, I I have it on my on my list of things to do. At
1: the very least, the tag match, and uh, it's it's so fucking good like yeah, ridiculously absolutely. good. So anyway, that, just saying.
0: It's hard though. I have to drag myself away from watching uh, uncensored 1997 right now. Oh, 1996 Jesus. or 95, whichever one where it's where it's the Mega Powers fight against in the, the big dungeon of doom in the big giant cage. Oh,
1: 95.
0: <laughs> 95. I can't wait. All right. I've been I've been again doink doink. <laughs> I found my I found a way to watch it. Oh, and, good for uh, you. That's nice. I've been watching a lot of a lot of funny things lately. It's great. I watch the wrestling classic. I watch the big event. So good, but yeah, I thought let's watch a WCW show, and I thought, oh, that fucking cage match, that's gonna be just horrific. I can't wait.
1: <laughs>
0: so, so you know, uh, just just watching the first matches, I'm all watching like uh, like Eddie and Conan, and and then there's like uh, Fit Finley and 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 Regal, and it's like it there, it's all you know, good good enough wrestling, but the announcing is so bad, it's <laughs> just amazing. It's all Dusty and Heenan and Shivani. Ugh.
1: Ah. Uh, So, uh, tell me about ET.
0: Yes. Well, the we were talking when I said, uh, you know, speaking of money, let's talk about one of the. uh, Well, let's talk about a box office of seven hundred ninety-two million dollars. We'll talk uh, ET the extraterrestrial.
1: (laughs) Yes, we will.
0: What brought this on is something you wanted to talk about. Was it? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, I know. I'm trying to remember what brought it on. Uh, I I mean, you've you've raised ET a few times on this show. Yes, I have. Uh, I mean,
0: I, I played an intro with ET once. You had
1: an intro with ET, and when you talked about your favorite movies, ET was on the list.
0: That's right, it was. See, I was wondering about that. I've already fucking forgotten.
1: Yeah, so we we were talking about ET not too long ago, and that's right. Uh, so on my iTunes, I've started um, I've started trying to convert as much to digital as I can with the movies. So I, I went through all of the Blu- Blu-rays, like fucking open up the package and took out the little <laughs> the little codes because nice. a, a lot of them are iTunes codes. Right. So I just yep. plugged in all the ones I could and then have started to, uh, you know, catch up on stuff I haven't watched in a long time. And E.T. is a movie that I have. yep But I don't think I've watched E.T. in 20 years, maybe longer.
0: It's been a it was a long time for me, too.
1: Yeah. So E.T. is just sitting there and I was like, fuck, I'm going to watch this fucking movie. And then I started watching it, it, and I was like, well, why don't, you know, we haven't reviewed a movie in a while, and uh, everyone knows E.T. Yep. So I thought, let's review this movie. And you know what? When I was watching it, I'd say for, like, the, because it's, it's, and we'll get to it. I, to me, it was well worth reviewing, but it at first it was kind of hard because, like, it's a pretty fucking good movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> you know, like, it's it's, usually it's fun when there are things to make fun of. And yeah. or or when there are major like you know holes to kind of talk about even if it is a good movie but yep. this movie is pretty fucking solid I mean you know you have to believe in the alien shit but after that
0: it's pretty it's pretty it, they got it wrapped pretty tight the, the the plot there's a few things we'll get to it but yeah uh, for me I I was excited because I hadn't watched it in a while in a long time um, fired it up uh, watched the original theatrical release so we might I don't I. There's some of the things that they cut out later on uh, Or that they added in later on Aren't in the one I watch. So it'll be fun to get the perspective I wanted to see the one where they didn't uh, edit out the guns So I watched the original theatrical release So the um, the
1: version the version that I had on, uh, on iTunes That I was watching had the guns I don't know if it had All of the original theatrical release stuff But they didn't have the walkie-talkies They did push, uh, point the shotguns at them
0: Alright, so that's the one I was watching It must be, you know at least close to the theatrical release, um, so you know here it is. You know, like we, we we come from a a generation of Star Wars watchers where it's like you expect like the, every director to go back and fix everything. <laughs> uh, that's that was done a little bit in E.T. in in I don't know what year they did it, um, but they didn't. two thousand and two. Yeah, they did uh, remove the guns and that the that the police are holding in the scene and and though really I mean. When I watched that original theatrical release, I was kind of like, "That's really nothing." I mean, it's not a big deal. Um, And they, I, I know there's scenes uh, in this movie that never made it in that they did that that then later added in. So I guess we'll see. Um, For me, ET, I I watched ET when I was five, um, and I fucking loved ET so much. (laughs) I I loved ET, but I was so scared of ET at the same time.
1: He's scary. Um, I know, I I'm, I'm I'm about. him yeah. I don't remember I think we mentioned this before when you said that And I said he's like your dad
0: Yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> uh, All I, such undying
0: love but like still a little scared yeah. I was really scared of E.T. Um, but I had all the stuff I had the stuffed E.T. I had all the E.T. bubblegum cards Which of course had scenes that weren't in the movie That were cut from the movie So that was all confusing when mm-hmm. I was little um yeah, ET was a big part of you know that and return of the jedi were my two like movies that I remember the most uh from that time period cuz you know before you're kind of 5 you don't really kind of remember anything at this age. So of what course, kind of happened? It's when you're 5 you start to remember some of those things, so.
1: And that might have been a small difference between you and me because of course this movie came out right before I turned 5. And yep. so I never saw it in the theater and uh I think i mentioned this before but we had a copy of et on vhs i think we wanted it in some sort of like you know at a social or something
0: well this movie by the way came out before you turned four dude what was It was in
1: 1982 oh you're right fuck
0: may right. may 26th no june 11th 1982
1: yeah so i wasn't
0: even five yet and you weren't even four so, so yeah you wouldn't have seen this for a while
1: so i had a copy of it on vhs and the problem was we nice. had beta <laughs> forever yep <laughs> So so I just had this fucking E.T. movie sitting there taunting me. Yep. Uh, and this is back in the day where they didn't put movies out for people to own at home. Like, you could no. rent them and the cost on the movie was like 100 bucks. Yep. <laughs> uh, because, you know, you could only get it if you were a movie rental place and then you'd rent them out. So uh, I can't remember the first time I, en- I ended up watching it. And I, I really, like... The first time I remember watching E.T. was probably about 20 years ago. And uh, I don't remember it much as a kid. But, of course, E.T. is just ingrained in our culture. And I am sure I had an E.T. toy. I wasn't enamored with him, but um, I had E.T. toys. Nice. Uh, I will say, and I I was trying to figure out, you know, of course, what's my angle in in reviewing this movie? Uh, I always thought of E.T. and I don't know why I did, but I always thought of it as a kid's movie. Yep. And and I mean, there are you know the, the main actors are kids and a fucking like muppet, so <laughs> yeah, Yep. So I mean, it, it to a large extent it kind of is, but then you watch it and it's like, like I don't I don't know I, <laughs> if I was a little kid watching this, so many things would freak me the fuck out so badly.
0: Well, my son watched it with us. He's six, and uh, uh was a he th- was a thrill ride. He quite enjoyed it, so... Well, that's great. Um, but I watched it and went, yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, this is... Uh... Now, listen, E.T., and we'll go through this, but E.T. is very much told from a kid's perspective, obviously with, you know, not showing many of the adults until the end their faces. It's truly told from a kid's perspective. And the kid is the focal point along with the alien, but, you know... Um, it's definitely a uh, – it raises a lot of themes and concepts and scenes that happen that are very adult-oriented. So it's a, it's a great movie that – it's one of those movies that really stand up upon watching it as you get older or as time passes. Very good.
1: And I would never say that it's inappropriate for kids. But That's not what no. I'm getting at by any means. It's just uh, – it's got some rough yeah. subject matter. It sure does. All right. Uh, so Let's as usual, I'll, I'll walk through my notes and you will correct me or make commentary.
0: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do the preamble here and then you can kick into the plot. Go. Um, E.T. directed by Steven Spielberg.
1: Oh, it, it was it?
0: <laughs> yes. Um, uh, it was uh, based on a, a short story called uh, Night Skies, I believe. Uh, so the writer uh, kind of retooled it. Um, released on June 11, nineteen eighty-two, as we said, and uh, it was in a, it was it surpassed uh, the original uh, Star Wars to become the highest-grossing filming of a film of all time, a record it held for eleven years until it was broken by Jurassic Park in nineteen ninety-three.
1: Now, who would have done the music um, for this? I wonder. What's that? Who would have done the music for this? I wonder.
0: Well, it's funny that you that you say that you ask. It was uh, John Williams.
1: Oh shit! He did this. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, this would um some other uh i mean obviously we have uh one of the early uh, drew barrymore films um and uh the the as far as other actors go d wallace and peter coyote but not a lot of big names nope um and uh it was re-released theatrically in 1985 and then again in 2002 so that's what you're mentioning when you mentioned 2002 um and it is uh kind of widely regarded as one of the greatest films of all time so let's get into et the extraterrestrial
1: so uh spooky music is playing during the opening credits and then right away we see a spaceship
0: I, I love how we got the opening credits i had to explain to my son that they put credits at the start of movies back then <laughs> yes they did because of course all he's watched is star wars where they don't have credits at the start they have the scroll but that's it so any old movies he's watched are are, are star wars so we had to explain we're like no no it's not the end it's the start in like the purple font, just a little off-putting. Anyway,
1: uh, and spooky then spooky spaceship. Spooky spaceship right away. <laughs> There's just a whole bunch of ETS.
0: <laughs> I know so many ETS walking around. I guess the, uh, you know, I guess these are the ones that didn't serve in the Galactic Senate.
1: No, that's right. That, well, maybe they're going <laughs> to report back, right? Because they're and they're they're basically picking up foliage from uh, the Earth to test it.
0: Well, they're they're botanists.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: There is a, there is novel, the novel that accompanies the movie, uh, actually, it's actually at the Victoria Beach Library, where, uh, I went and checked, uh, last summer, the summer before, and saw my name signed in from
1: 1988. Oh, nice. <laughs> to read the E.T. So, I,
0: I did read it back when I was, uh, 11 or 12, uh, and it's very botany heavy at the start. So, yes, <laughs> they are botanists, uh, walking around, you picking up, like you said, foliage, getting a little bit of the jungle.
1: <laughs> Uh, so humans end up finding the spaceship, and, and all of the E.T.s run away except for E.T yes. who they leave behind, just like poor little fucking guy.
0: Yes, they have to get away quick because they're uh of course these evil looking which appa- which in the end are scientists, by the way? Well, I,
1: I put uh, agent slash scientist/ government because: Well, it's
0: definitely scientists at first.: Yes. Uh, it's definitely, but then later on NASA will get involved and government agents and police. But I believe it's scientists I love, my son was like, are these the bad guys? And it was like, I was kind of hard pressed because I was like, well, they're not really bad guys. But, you know, I guess they, they're not, but they kind of are. They're bad guys to E.T. Well, I don't. <laughs> and even, to the kids in the movie.
1: I don't even know if that's the case because they don't do bad things to them. No. If anything, they're the trying kid to. Kid. I mean, you know, eventually they're gonna fucking take ET and chop them up into little bits if they can. But they're trying to save the the fucking thing's life.
0: Later. Exactly. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I was like sitting there going, you know, like there's not my my son loves bad guys. He's like he's like Asiel he loves the heels so much uh-huh. in so many movies. So you know, the, the, he's the heels are really over with him. So he's like. You know, are these the bad guys? And it was kind of like, you know, kind of, but not really. They're just doing their job. You know, if an alien landed on Earth, you know, these guys would be there to protect humankind from whatever aliens are here. I mean, it's not like we know that they're not carrying disease or, you know, super ray guns. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) So anyway, but yes, their position, though, by the way that they shoot this movie, that they're kind of bad guys. And we'll get through that as we get to the towards the end of the movie. It's definitely they have this ominous presence uh, until you know right until right you know when the, all the doctors are involved. But at this point, it, they're kind of positioned as bad guys. But and of course, we don't see any of their faces and everything obscured. So it's kind of this kids' perspective, ET's perspective, and uh, but all the ETs get in their ship and fly away and leave you know whatever ET behind, <laughs> and uh, he has to hide and run away.
1: Uh, so then we go over to a house, and this is where Elliot lives. So Elliot, who is the main uh, child character in the movie, lives with his younger sister, Gertie, older brother, Michael, and his mom, yep. who is recently separated and yes. is taking care of all these kids. Yes. And Michael has his friends over. Michael is, what would we say, 15, 16. He's not driving a lot yet. 15 probably, not driving
0: yet, so 14, 15, yeah. Yeah,
1: and uh, so his friends are all over, and they decide to order a pizza. They're playing
0: Dungeons & Dragons, by the way, which is amazing.
1: And uh, so Elliot, they send Elliot out to go pick up the pizza.
0: So they give him money. But it's funny, because they give him money, and they tell him to get the pizza. So you assume, like, the guy, and what happens is the delivery guy drives up. But one of the kids essentially tells him what he wants on the pizza, but I thought, like, didn't you order it already? (laughs) Like, what, Elliot? Like, is it a drive-up pizza van where it's like you order it right at the street? Like, again, it's just, uh, you know, one of the few kind of plot things where you're like, come on.
1: Uh, So Elliot goes and grabs the pizza, and when he's coming back, um, he he detects something funny happening in the backyard. He hears noise, right? So he goes into the backyard, and there's a tool shed.
0: And by the way, folks, for those of you who haven't watched DT, this all takes place in uh, just outside Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, so their their house is actually at the base of like um, I wouldn't call it a mountain, but it's uh, it's more than a hill, right? Yes. Uh so he sees the tool shed and there's shit going on in it. So he puts the pizza down and he throws. And you know,
0: fucking shameful. By the way,
1: I know, and I've got <laughs> like how I've got how comments do you do in that? caps. I've got comments in caps about his treatment of the pizza. <laughs> Uh, he throws a ball into the tool shed. The ball gets thrown back out and which of course freaks Elliot out. So he runs in the house and he fucking leaves a the pizza there like an asshole.
0: Terrible. Yeah. Just egregious.
1: Uh so he he flips out, and of course his brother and his friends are like, "You're a pussy," basically.
0: <laughs> Make fun of him. yep. Uh,
1: by the way, one thing about this movie, and I don't really mention it a whole lot, is that it's one of those classic uh, Spielberg things that they tried to uh, recreate in Stranger Things, where the kids kind of like they swear. They actually yes. talk like uh, somewhat like real kids.
0: Yeah. So, Especially kind of when left to their own devices, right?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think they and call it. that house
0: where they can get away with a little bit more, right? Single mother.
1: Yeah, yeah. They
0: can get away with a little bit more. It's kind of what you would envision. It's a really nice kind of, like, it's a nice uh, set piece for the early 80s.
1: Yeah, so the everyone goes back out to the tool shed, and there's nothing there, but there are tracks. They assume it's a coyote, and uh, Michael calls Elliot a Which douche. is
0: dumb, because... Yeah,
1: because yeah, he calls him douchebag. I calls him a douchebag, and uh, but they're all upset because the pizza's fucking ruined. Which you know what? Rightfully so. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so later on, Elliot ventures out again on his own, and he runs into uh, ET in a cornfield.
0: Yeah, they have a cornfield behind their behind their house, and he's goes into the corn. Fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't catch me doing that. Following three-toed tracks. That's clearly not a coyote, by the way. Yep. And runs smack dab into E.T. in one of the scariest moments that I can remember of my early movie watching. Now. Because, of course, E.T. makes that crazy sound.
1: Now, you watch E.T. and throughout the movie, you see E.T. walk. And he doesn't seem like the most limber being. Like, he's got short little legs, right? But for some reason, he can fucking run like the Dickens
0: well yeah he can run like the dickens perfectly upright and straight yeah and of course that's that's a testament to the making of the movie where they just put the fucking thing on a track and just like shot it through you know like you see it early on when he's running away from the the scientists or whatever it's just like moving in just an absolute perfectly still straight line
1: maybe he levitates on a trolley maybe he levitates
0: (laughs) maybe he does
1: because i don't know how he goes from fucking stumbling around like that to just sprinting
0: yeah, exactly. I can only imagine his legs. Levitation makes the most sense. Yeah, uh, clearly he can do it, right? Because he can levitate other objects. So Elliot
1: is still obsessed with this uh, little fucker. So he, uh, the next day, he tries to lure ET uh, with Reese's pieces, which is, you know, one of the most gratuitous product placements of all time. Amazing. Um, there is a scene then, which you played on an intro to uh, one of our very early episodes, where. They're sitting around having dinner, the three kids and the mum, and yep. uh there's speculation about what this thing could be because of course, only Elliot is you know knows it's weird. everyone else is like, well, it's we're trying to explain something in in reality that it could be, yes, except for Michael, who's like badgering him by saying maybe it's a pervert
0: <laughs> or an elf or a leprechaun,
1: yeah, so eventually uh Elliot calls his brother penis breath,
0: yes, that was the infamous penis breath uh intro
1: yes uh <laughs> Into attack of the name
0: game that's right it was like an 80s some kind of 80s mixtape
1: yes kind of like. uh so we established that elliot's dad left elliot's mum and kids for another woman
0: yeah and is in mexico
1: and is in mexico uh so finally uh et meets elliot and uh yep. he's got the Reese's pieces and he fucking gives them back
0: but of course, it's like the big drawn-out scene where it's like the the, the, the long slimy hat fingers coming up to, to Elliot when he's sitting on this uh, on on like a lounge chair in the backyard, and you think it's all menacing, and then he all drops the racist pieces. Brilliant.
1: Yes. Uh, so they kind of have a um, kind of have a stare down because they're both kind of. I'm sure they're both like, "What the fuck is this?" Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so E.T. ends up staying in the house and the next morning Elliot fakes sick so that he can stay home from school classic and so he stays home from school by himself by the way he can play with his new friend yeah but he's 10 like you know there's another Oh, scene. there's coming there, up later we'll, yes. we'll
0: have a chat about something else.
1: yes of course we will but uh, <laughs> so the 10 year old is left by himself and I mean you know newly single mom like in the 80s what are you going to do right uh, so they leave him home alone, and he... I got a
0: little bit of lag going
1: on. Oh, yeah? All right. Can You, you got me now, bro?
0: It's cutting out. Hang on. All right. I can hear you now. Let's, All right. We'll see how it goes.
1: So they, uh, he, he takes E.T. through a whole bunch of stuff. He's like, this is Star Wars. And, uh, here's some fish. It's awesome. And here's some Pez. It's perfect. Yeah, it teaches him about Pez. It's great. Uh, eventually... He shows ET to his brother and sister and they have a pretty famous scene where uh Drew Barrymore fucking gives one of the greatest screams in movie history.
0: Oh, it's 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 just so great. The reactions are perfect, right? Because it's like um it's not like they're like, "Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, look, it's an alien." It's like uh all of them even when Elliot, you know, meets him for the first time, y'all, can't speak. Yeah. It's just it's some good, you know, usually in movies they won't you're just so quick to accept so well they're pretty quick to accept this it's it's not quite as quick as other movies
1: uh so they they establish that they obviously have to hide the thing from their mom and they uh elliot makes his siblings swear they won't tell anybody about et including where they kind of bully gertie and and et all looks at them and he's all kind of sad yep which is great it's Uh, a little
0: stuff movie that make it so great
1: yeah Uh, so then, uh, we get one of many scenes where we start seeing the creepy government or scientists, like, taking photos of the house. Yes, yes! They they show, they basically have these cut scenes where they just want you to know that these these people are just present.
0: They're lurking. Yeah. They're like me in front of Licks tonight. (laughs)
1: Lurking around. Uh, so they then... Uh, the kids are trying to get ET to tell them where he's from. Yes, and he makes orbs fly in the air with his alien magic.
0: Out of Play-Doh.
1: Yeah, so ET can manipulate. Well, he can make things float, basically.
0: Yes, he can make things levitate. Yeah, uh, he's got. He's got. He. There is some magic at play with ET. Uh,
1: ET then later is reading a is reading a coloring book. Yep. And uh, he sees uh, a pot of flowers. The flowers are, are dying, so he uses his alien magic to bring them to life. And the flowers end up throughout the movie representing uh, E.T.'s energy.
0: <laughs> yes, they really do.
1: It's like E.T.'s energy bar. Yep. When he takes hits, the flowers fucking take them.
0: Keep an eye on those flowers. See yeah. how much power he's got left. Uh,
1: so, uh, Elliot goes to school the next day. Uh, they all leave E.T. at home, basically. And yep. uh, they go to the bus stop and Michael's friends are making fun of, of uh, Elliot for finding an alien and uh, making yep. Uranus jokes. Perfect. And uh, what did he say? Elliot's big burn was like lacking charisma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that's all how he's fucking shooting back at him, that the kid is lacking in charisma. Oh, that's great. Uh, he's like Vince McMahon. So uh, they go, the kids go to school. And E.T. Yes. E. E.T. starts strolling around the house in a bathrobe, which is great.
0: It's it's it is great. And then he starts drinking.
1: Because by the way, E.T. Uh, and they actually have a comment from this from Gertie earlier in the movie. E.T. doesn't wear clothes. No. Nope. And, and Elliot and, and like it's Elliot knows right away that he's a boy too. So I guess his big E.T. cock is out somewhere.
0: <laughs> that that's unexplained.
1: But Elliot, no, right? Gertie's like, is he a boy or a girl? And Elliot's like, he's a boy.
0: Maybe at some point the his, he had to take a piss and his penis flopped out from under a fold or
1: something. Well, yeah, maybe it's like what? It's like a horse where it just... Fucking...
0: It just appears. Yeah. And then it tucks back in like a cat.
1: <laughs> so... The most
0: horrific of all dinks is cats. Little red, little fucking slimy little hose comes out. I don't know, um, fucking
1: dogs in their fucking lipstick cock.
0: Oh, disgusting Um, my favorite thing so far, though, uh, at this point when he starts strolling around the house is how him and the dog are all friends.
1: <laughs> That's right. well e t opens the fridge and the first thing he goes for is a potato salad and it's disgusting. Yep. and and you know what? I agree so much.
0: <laughs> yes, I did. I mean e t were we're like uh, we're it's my kinship with e.t at that point. but the dog, of course, being a dog, will eat anything.
1: <laughs> yes. so uh, e t. starts drinking beer yep and some course yes and now we've established that elliot and et are synced up so
0: yeah and they've they've kind of been uh kind of alluding to it throughout the movie uh to this point you kind of see elliot you know he feels a bit weird at certain points he puts his hand to his chest he feels a little bit strange uh when when et kind of emotes in a certain way so they clearly have a telepathic link
1: yes so uh E.T. is at home getting drunk and off one beer, but he's tiny, so that makes sense. He, oh yeah, and he's
0: never had beer before.
1: Yeah, and he keeps he keeps pounding them, but he fucking is walking into walls. So Elliot well, is of
0: course he. I mean, of course he. That, he is knocking. You know, he's all used to blue milk, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like on Tatooine. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so uh, at school, Elliot is there and he's starting to get hammered. You can see him getting hammered. Yeah. And the class is getting ready to murder frogs. Yes, doing some dissections. Yes, which, again, I don't think that this would happen anymore.
0: No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, living live frogs. I mean, we dissected when I was younger in school, uh, like, cow's eyes, but they were long dead.
1: Yeah, so these... Live frogs are being put in jars, and then it's all, like, uh, fucking Undertaker at WrestleMania 9. They're putting chloroform <laughs> chloroform uh, balls into the jars all, to knock the you can frogs smell out. It from
0: ringside. What? That's chloroform.
1: <laughs> That's chloroform. Uh, so, Elliot decides to free the frogs.
0: Well, because he starts to, you know, E.T. is also feeling what Elliot feels, right? So, yeah. there's a back-and-forth link. And E.T., I believe something, is, something triggers it on screen on the TV that E.T. is watching. That kind of ties it. I can't remember it right now, but he Elliot gets the feeling like he has to free all the frogs, and it's awesome. He frees all the frogs, and it's great.
1: The first thing that ET sees when he turns the TV on is fucking Tom and Jerry. It's all it's all uh, Tom's tail is on fire, and ET again is disturbed. He's like, "He's like, what the fuck is this?" Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the
0: fucking neck goes up, the eyes get all huge. By the way, as far as animatronic puppets go, uh, ET is one of the best.
1: And from 1982 as well Like really really well done
0: Yeah they have good There's very good emoting from the from uh, from the from the Muppet
1: Though I have to say like I, I mean I, I love what they do with the Muppet And I think everything is great about it um, yep. I don't think I would want to touch Fucking wet ET uh,
0: I tried to describe to my son What it would feel like yep. And I thought it would probably feel like our cat's nose <laughs> All wet and slimy all the time
1: Cause sometimes he's dry but sometimes he's fucking soaked
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all with some with some kind of like secretion.
1: Well, he's probably just sweating. I don't know, but
0: <laughs> exactly. Like, what the fuck is it? Uh,
1: so um, he, as Et's watching TV, he sees a show about space and making phone calls. Yes, and then he also he's yeah. he's also enamored with a Buck Rogers cartoon.
0: Yeah, that he's reading in the in in the in in the newspaper, I believe.
1: Yeah, so he gets the idea at that point where he's like, "Oh, I can call home." He also uh, sees a scene on TV where a man um, pulls a woman to him and kisses her, and so Elliot in the school all fucking lays one on some some girl.
0: Yeah, so he's watching the John Wayne uh, movie, The Quiet Man, on TV, and uh, they in time with what's on screen. He does that. It's a real. A, a, it's a great scene because it's it's i, I just like it it's unique and so you, you probably can't think of another movie where something like that happens it's fantastic and uh he gives a big smooch yeah to and his then, classmate that uh, he that he's been kind of that looks like he's been styling
1: yeah and she's into. well yeah she was all she was all into him too and then like she's all giving him like flirty eyes but then when he starts burping and being drunk she's a little disgusted but yeah you know he's a charming that, little. That, fucker. that
0: smooch couldn't have tasted good though for her. Well, I guess he wouldn't have had the. He wouldn't have had it on his breath. No. He wasn't actually drinking it. So all right, good. Uh, good for Elliot. He uh, gets sent to the principal's office, and now here's where I believe now. Now what? What for you happens next when you watched it?
1: Uh, so they show all the frogs going free, and then um, we go back home. Yep. And uh, mom and Gertie show up.
0: Can and- I ask a question? Do we? Do you? When you watched it, did you ever see him with the principal?
1: I saw... there's a shot... Levitating in a chair? No.
0: Okay, because... I'm sure that's on one of the re-releases because I had this pack of bubblegum cards, and I remember being young and getting it and seeing scenes from the movie and one, there's like Elliot all levitating in a chair and I was like, when did this happen? It's all a scene that they never put in the movie.
1: All right. I guess
0: at some point he's in the principal's office and his telepathic link to E.T., somehow he gets levitated in a chair and it's all a close call of getting found out.
1: All right. Well, I had no idea.
0: There you go, folks. All
1: right. Check Uh,
0: the the extended edition.
1: So we're back at home and uh, the mom is just too preoccupied. E.T. just walking around her, but she doesn't see him.
0: She doesn't hear. And I'm wondering here, like dude's got to smell a little bit right
1: <laughs> he's drunk and he's got his et sweat
0: <laughs> but this mom is as oblivious as it gets yeah um she totally misses she's very preoccupied with um groceries oddly enough um putting things away et's stumbling around and by the grossing, way also the
1: also doesn't notice the fucking like fridge is fucked up there's fucking salad on the ground and beer
0: yeah, not right away. Like, she doesn't smell the beer all over the rug. Nothing. But anyway, my favorite is when she opens the door and E.T. walks into it and falls over. Amazing.
1: <laughs> so she uh, gets a phone call, and it's from the school. And as yeah. she's on the phone, she notices the beer can, picks it up, smells it like it's beer. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just like, what did you think was in that can of Coors? <laughs> uh, Orange
1: juice. And, uh, and is being told that Elliot is... Has misbehaved and is school, intoxicated. Yeah. So she goes to get him and he leaves Gertie by herself at home.
0: So she basically tells her, what, four year old?
1: Five year old, something that like that. Yeah.
0: S- no, she, yeah, she, I don't think she's in kindergarten. Maybe she is. But anyway, um, yeah, she te- she leaves her at home. Now, alone.
1: Now, if this was the real Drew Barrymore, I could believe that she could probably take oh, care of Drew herself. Drew
0: Barrymore, most likely at her age, he could have
1: taken have care could have taken care of herself at home alone for a little bit of time. Well, couldn't oh, really
0: absolutely
1: couldn't really it take care of herself, but times. would yes,
0: yes,
1: <laughs> but uh, not not the and character. Drew
0: Barrymore at that age was probably the one drinking the beer.
1: Yes. So, <laughs> anyways, um, so, uh, well, um. Well, she's gone and Gertie's left with E.T. She fucking teaches him how to talk with using Sesame Street.
0: Using Sesame Street! Yep. Amazing!
1: Uh, So when Elliot gets home, and you don't really hear any consequences from what he did. He's just home now.
0: There's no real fallout to it. No. And like, was there, like, to me I wonder, it's like like, did he come home and drink beer? Like, wouldn't that be something you'd want to know? Like, how did he explain his way out of that?
1: Yeah, exactly, hour. right?
0: That's one of the biggest unanswered questions in this movie. How did Elliot explain what happened to him? And how did he how was he not like interrogated at home for hours?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> but you're right. Well, that's uh,
0: one of the biggest mysteries of this movie. Not the aliens and where they came
1: from <laughs> <laughs> No, well we can believe that. Well, we know they
0: came from the Star Wars galaxy.
1: Exactly. We know that.
0: <laughs> anyway. So... <laughs> what a fucking travesty that was. But anyway.
1: Uh so when Elliot sees Et and he can see, well, Et's in drag. Uh,
0: yes, Gertie's yes, dressed you'll him see up. on the cover of this episode, folks.
1: <laughs> Et in drag, and uh, but Et looks good. Um, like good as in like sexy good.
0: No, he looked good. He looked uh, like he had nice hair and nice clothes.
1: <laughs> That's good.
0: You no, know, she she dressed him up very nicely,
1: and uh, he can talk. And Elliot's like, holy fuck, he's fucking talking, basically.
0: Uh, basic words that he's been taught, but yes, he's, well, he's a, he's an advanced life form, clearly.
1: Well, he's saying E.T. phone home, but then when Elliot's saying words, E.T., he's like, can you say E.T.? And E.T. is like, E.T. Yeah,
0: so he kind of learns the, 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 the way language is formed in, in, in of humans. Yeah. So good for, yeah. Uh,
1: so meanwhile, other things are happening. Uh, older brother Michael starts to notice that E.T. isn't looking all that good, and that Elliot is referring to himself and E.T. as we, Yes. Uh, we also get yet another shot of uh, government or scientists or whatever monitoring uh, the chatter within the house.
0: Yes, they, they, got, the, they got the high-powered microphones. Yes. They're, they're listening in and, in, in, you know, like a, a, some serious shit there.
1: Uh, E.T. gathers tools to make his fucking super phone and <laughs> Elliot cuts his finger on a buzzsaw and so E.T. heals it with his glowing finger.
0: At some point when I was re-watching this the other night, I... I was doing something and uh i think my son had a bag of uh, doritos and i all it's all such such orange hands so i had to I'll go get something to wash it off with because you know darth malls yeah these ones though were star lords so all right we had a bag of star lords but um so i missed it and i had to be like i was like what when did that happen i t- I was very sad but yes he did the he did the uh healing the Healing his finger with his magical finger.
1: And I'm telling you, man, like, there were times where it would have been useful to have uh, glowing fingers uh, in my life. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, so. Uh, Amazing. So, Michael. Uh, so now it's Halloween. And you hear a conversation where uh, their mom is mad at Michael because Michael wants to go out for Halloween as a terrorist.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, can we can we just jump in quickly and mention that the main focal point of ET Superphone is a speak and spell?
1: Yes, we can.
0: Those fucking things were amazing.
1: Hello, ET.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like it tells you something and you have to spell it back. That was a great device.
1: Hey, for 1982, that's a fantastic toy.
0: Yes, absolutely. Very uh, educational. Anyway, so, back to Halloween.
1: So the plan here is that. They're trying to sneak E.T. out of the house so that he can go uh, to the site out, out in the forest where he can phone home. So yes. they pre- they pass him off as Gertie, and they stick a, a bedsheet on him, and he's Ghost E.T. <laughs> That's
0: right. They, send, they tell Gertie to go out the back and meet them, uh, a very young child. Yeah, They're they okay. just, again,
1: send her, their child out by herself to meet them, where? In the park?
0: <laughs> yeah, something like that. And so they get lined up uh, for photos from their mom, who, how does she not notice?
1: It's all big, fat, fucking chunky, gertie.
0: <laughs> With fucking clown shoes on, to, 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 <laughs> giant shoes.
1: Yep. Uh, so, so he takes
0: the photo and E.T. falls over because he's not used to being uh, having a photo taken of him. Which it's, is, all, it's all shenanigans.
1: By the way, though, E.T.'s not used to flashing lights. The fucking spaceship, man. Like
0: <laughs> I know. Well, maybe he just wasn't, wasn't ready for it.
1: All right uh Uh, and
0: and of course he tries to heal michael ends up going out i guess as a dude with a knife through his head yes some kind of a hobo with a knife through his head and each doll tries to heal it
1: yeah he he keeps trying he's like (laughs) trying to fix the fucking problem and he's he he won't stop
0: yep Uh, and uh, elliot is dressed as a hunchback just to just to get the halloween costumes all lined up and out of the way
1: yeah so they head outside and it's the fucking busiest neighborhood in the world just... Well, you
0: know, I gotta say, the the nice thing about this is, is that, um, you know, it, it kind of takes you back to a time where I, I remember going out for Halloween when there was a shit ton of kids. So it's it's a nice it's a nice callback to to the days of of of, of getting so much candy. <laughs> uh, so. But there's oh, adults out walking around in costume, too. so. You know.
1: what, what I really like here, though, is you get the perspective from E.T., so you have from his view looking through the eye holes at all these fucking people in costumes, right? And how yep. like weird that would be for him. Yep. Because he doesn't know. Nope. <laughs> so he's seeing all these fucked up people walking around, and then, of course, he's so, so obsessed with Yoda.
0: Yep. So some little kid in a really good Yoda costume.
1: Yeah, I know, like, right? That
0: was top-notch. Um, comes walking by, and E.T. all tries to go to him and say, home, awesome.
1: Yes. Uh, so, and again, he would know Yoda, because they're in the Galactic Senate. They sure are. Uh, so eventually, Elliot <laughs> gets E.T. in the basket of his bike, and they're going to the site to phone home, and E.T. makes the bike fly for the first time, and we get, the, uh, we get the iconic scene with the bike in front of the moon. Yes. Um, so then... They're at the site, and uh, by the way, the the mom is at home, and the kids don't come home, so she goes out to find them, and when she goes out, the fucking authorities all get into the house.
0: Yes, that's
1: right. Yeah, uh, so then back in the forest, the E.T. phone seems to be working, but no one is coming, so...
0: I, I don't really know how they know it's working, like, like how Elliot just knows it's working.
1: Uh, like, he's obviously E.T. the
0: machine is doing something. Yeah, but, E.T. but
1: how... E.T. would know when Elliot's hooked up with him.
0: That's right, okay.
1: So I can believe that.
0: You gotta keep me on track here, good job. Uh,
1: so then, but then Elliot fucking uh, passes out in the forest, like he falls asleep. Yep. And we, when he wakes up in the morning, he can't find E.T., so he goes home, and, uh, and uh, of course, again, you know, okay, so the kid's been drunk at school. Yep, and now he's just gone missing overnight. He shows up at home, and again, it's just like like the mom's pissed initially, and then it's yep. just like, all right, he's home. <laughs> yeah, but he tells Michael, like, I don't know where the fuck ET is. Yep. So Michael goes out looking, and this is the first scene where it's all fucked up, dying ET in the river.
0: I know. Uh, I I have um at my parents' house. There are, um, there's a a little book. I probably talked about this before, but I'll talk about it again. We don't have many listeners, so if any new listeners, they'll know the story, they'll (laughs) hear the story for the first time. Um, I, I have a, like a book from when I was in like kindergarten grade one and it's just got like stuff in there from school, but like all sorts of drawings. So many gray ET drawings, (laughs) just like, like piles of them of just ET in the river. All gray. You're all obsessed. That shit stuck with me.
1: Obsessed with dying ET. Did you draw it now? Did you draw the raccoon?
0: I didn't, but I noticed it for the first time this weekend, and it was amazing. Yeah. I was like, is that raccoon trying to take little nips at ET because he's all hungry? He's all <laughs> <laughs> terrible.
1: There's just a raccoon hanging out with ET as he's fucking passed out in the river.
0: Now ET looks horrific at this point. Yes, he does. He's not quite full gray. He's, like, patchy gray. He looks like he's fucking bleeding out all over the place. It's disgusting. And it's horrific. And, uh, yeah.
1: And it keeps going from here, because then we're back at home, and Michael goes to his mom, and he's like, I need to show you something.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And they open the bathroom door. Yep. And fucking E.T. is gray as can be, looking, like, totally sick. And fucking Elliot's all dying, too. Yep. And Gertie's just hanging out with them.
0: Well, yeah. She's sitting there because she loves ET. Yeah, it's her brother. Yeah, and it's just it's 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 a heartbreaking scene.
1: And Elliot's like we're dying.
0: Oh my god.
1: So yeah, like just fucking fucking crazy. Uh, so then again, at this point, now the creepy fucking now the the doors the the it's spacemen. Like guys come in and it's it's astronauts, astronauts, come in astronauts wearing house. it's fucking says NASA on their suits. They they're fucking storm the house. suits. Yeah. yeah, it's fucked up. So now at this point here we is have shit. The authorities storm the house. They fucking set up, you know, they put the plastic covering on it. They have the big plastic tunnel to go through to yep. get into the house. Like now they're, they're efficient. F- they've full on taken over shit here. Yep. So we get the hospital scenes and et and elliot are both dying and et's just again just all so fucked up yep um but then
0: uh one of the doctors played by francis ford coppola by the way
1: oh i didn't know that well then fuck Yep. um eventually though et manages to unlink himself from elliot yep so elliot gets better yes uh but uh et dies basically (laughs) oh he dies uh they're fucking the doctors are trying to take care of ET. Elliot's fucking screaming. You're killing him. You're killing him.
0: It's it's a you know again I watched this when I was very young and it's like, "Oh my god.
1: They fucking use a defibrillator on ET while the kids Ugh. while the kids watch." Yep. Like just yeah, fucking crazy. And uh and uh they show the flowers and the flowers are dead and ET's dead. He they fucking the doctors call it. They're like he's dead. Let's uh, let's ice him up.
0: And at this point, we get the, um, during all this is happening, we get like kind of the main adult that you'd never see with the keys. Yeah. And we get him kind of, we see his face, played by Peter Coyote. And we get the the first kind of, uh, you know, speech and and talk about how this is something he's been dreaming about his whole life. He's clearly a scientist. He's clearly, you know, wanting to learn more and doing his life's work. And, uh, you know, he kind of becomes that sympathetic character.
1: Uh, so he's, yeah, so he's like the nice adult Elliot, uh, E.T. dies, and they say, you know, do you want a few minutes alone with him to say bye? Yep. So Elliot goes, and, uh, he's talking to dead E.T., and he's like, he basically is like, I love you, E.T., and it's super sad. Yep, And he's about to close the lid on this fucking, you know, this contraption that they're going to cart the dead It's like, it in. It looks like an iron
0: lung, essentially, with that that's cold.
1: Yeah, and as he's closing the thing, E.T.'s fucking uh, his fucking... Light up heart. Light up heart. Uh, lights up, but Elliot doesn't notice it. Yep. And he's walking out of the room by the flowers, and he sees the flowers come back to life. Nice. So he runs back, and he opens up the uh, contraption, and E.T.'s fucking glowing, and he's like, Full of life, and he's like they're fucking basically home, like home, home. Uh, yeah. E. T. Phone home, and that the, his family's coming from.
0: And it's like it's you can hit the music. I'm back. <laughs> I'm better than ever. Uh, that's some serious filmmaking there too, where that you as as a viewer you all know right away that like you see his heart light up, you're like oh, <laughs> <And> <laughs> then but then Ellie walks away, you're like no. And then he sees the fucking flowers go back up. And it's so perfectly timed and everything, and the buildup is great. Fucking amazing.
1: And uh, E.T. won't shut the fuck up, so Elliot has to fucking throw a uh, towel on top of his glowing heart and then shut the contraption and then pretend to cry. Yes. And the uh, the agents come in, and they kind of take Elliot away, and he's fake crying, and then he sees the flowers and keeps fake crying. So he's trying yes. to hide it from them. But then in the little entranceway, he sees Michael and screams, he's alive at him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, there, there's not a lot of discretion there.
1: No, not at all. But again, uh,
0: he's a kid. It's, yeah. It's, I don't, you know, like, I, it doesn't bother me. What bothers me is no one heard him.
1: And then despite the fact that the alien is talking and glowing, yep. I guess the scientists don't notice it because they end up carting him into, they put him in the van. Yep. Like, they get him from this makeshift hospital room to the van without noticing, I guess?
0: I think he was supposed to go into the van.
1: He was, but you wouldn't notice in the whole transportation process that this alien is talking and glowing?
0: I guess not, yeah. like That's a little bit much.
1: But anyway, so he's in the van, and then uh, Michael and Elliot plot to steal the van. That's and, right. Yeah. And uh, so Michael, who's never driven earlier in the movie, he drives the car backwards, but he's never driven forwards before.
0: Again, it's a nice callback, though. They put they, they take time to put the scene in where early on, you're kind of like, oh, OK, that's kind of pointless. But then it calls back to it later on. It's great.
1: Yeah. So they steal the van and uh, it's pretty good because they they pull off uh, most of the, the or a good portion of the plastic tunnel with two scientists in it fucking doing some great stunt work yes getting dragged along behind the van which eventually um elliot unlatches the the tunnel and uh they get the van to themselves also as they are escaping they stop quickly and tell uh their friends they tell michael's friends like meet us here with the fucking bikes at the park yeah the park with with the, with the bikes. bring
0: the bikes uh, at this point uh my son is this is like the greatest movie ever made once this stuff starts happening, because there's nothing better than kids getting over, getting over, over the adults.
1: And this bike chase is awesome. The fucking kids all in sync, all fucking uh, hopping over little fucking hills.
0: Oh, fucking BMX hard, eh? Oh
1: yeah, like it's not like uh, X Games tricks, but these kids all biking in sync, escaping adults is exactly. And I enjoy like...
0: when it's very clearly not a kid on the bike during some of the scenes i always enjoy those kind of things
1: (laughs) yeah so i said we get some awesome cops chasing kids on bike scenes eventually what happens is the kids split up and they get back together and they think they've outrun the cops and then uh they don't the cops are behind them and the cops are in front of them and yes in the original version you get the scene of them all loading up the shotgun yep (laughs) like are they gonna really fucking they're gonna fucking shoot the kids uh, of course, in uh, the re-release, uh, they replaced the shotguns with walkie-talkies for whatever reason. Bullshit. Yeah.
0: Bullshit. And, There's enough adult themes in this movie. That was not a problem.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, But then to escape the cops, uh, E.T. makes all the bikes fly.
0: Yeah, of course he does. Yeah. So, so magical.
1: Yeah. So the kids all go flying in the air. And then they have, like, this perfect landing all five in a row. Just fucking perfect stops in the in the dirt.
0: Well, and you and the nice thing is again the detail, right? So early on, they do the first bike flying, and they kind of land a little hard. So it's like Et, all you know, now he knows, like lower them down a little easier.
1: Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when they land, they're basically at the spot where the uh, spaceship is. Yes. So the spaceship lands now. I, this is obviously a great scene and kind of an iconic movie scene. But so we have the the five kids, Gertie. Yep mother and keys <laughs> yep keys are all there with the spaceship and that's it no one else can find this place
0: I guess not I like mean keys would know where it is because he was there previously
1: uh, yeah but this spaceship is fucking giant
0: and they didn't debrief well maybe they just had enough time I, you know I don't know but you're right there that's a bit of a hole
1: yeah uh, but anyways um, you can talk about this if you want to give some details because I just wrote there's a long goodbye scene and it's, and it's very touching
0: Oh yeah, very, very uh, tugs at the old heartstrings. Um, I, I like the way the movie. You know how most movies, especially now, like the amount of false finishes, right? Like, there's no false finish here. No. They get away. They have a. They you know they gotta they gotta evade. It's a. It, they have an adventure. They get away. They land, and they just fucking end it. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, they get to the spaceship. The fucking alien says bye to everybody, and he leaves.
0: It's it's fantastic. But like, there's no fi- E.T.'s yeah.
1: There's no final moment of conflict or tension or complication. No. He just he it's spends just, yeah. ten minutes, you know, says goodbye to Gertie. You get the scene where uh you know, again the famous where she's all kissing E. T. Yeah. And um he tells him the
0: plant,
1: and. and it's great. He tells fucking Michael to be to to fucking. Uh, I think he tells. Does he tell him to be good it's or does thank he? Thank you. He says thank you, but he all when he talks to Michael, it's great because throughout the movie, ET's neck all extends. Yep. So when he's talking to adults, his ex- his neck extends, and when he's talking to kids, it doesn't. Yep. And then he tells, yeah, then he tells Elliot to be good.
0: Yeah, or now yeah, I'll be right here and all that. Yeah, it was. It's just, it's tremendous. It's a tremendous ending scene. It's an incredible payoff, but incredibly sad. Yeah, because it's not. It's not a super happy ending. It's the ending that had to happen. So um, it's it's a it's a very unique kind of movie in a way that it's got a very sad ending that's also happy. It it, it really the 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 beauty of this movie is uh, that it can be so many things all at once. So uh, a perfect ending.
1: And uh, I do have to note here. That spaceship, like they—they they paid attention to so many details. But again, you look at how these aliens walk, and ET takes fucking forever to go up that ramp. And I just thought, yeah. I just thought, this spaceship is built by humans for humans. Like aliens yeah. in their society wouldn't have built a spaceship designed like that.
0: No, they'd have a little fucking elevator.
1: They'd have something they
0: to that high. Yeah.
1: So I thought that that was a little weak but um
0: that was some weak set uh decoration agreed
1: yeah but otherwise uh but steven
0: spielberg uh again and uh you know as always got the good spaceships so good job (laughs) close encounters was a tremendous spaceship this one is a is is an iconic one as well though really i mean i look at it it, it's not a not a very advanced looking spaceship it kind of looks a little clunky and a little pointless but you know hey pretty good
1: uh and that's et
0: one of my favorite parts about ET is at the start when you get to see the inside of the spaceship a little bit. I, that's that's fantastic.
1: I just love how, how it's
0: all how it's all plants and all wet. I also
1: love you know, how so uh, I love how when ET is saying bye to everybody, there's all another ET in the door of the spaceship, all waiting for him. Yeah. And uh, I also love how when ET leaves, he takes the fucking flowers because he's still got work to do. He's got he's got
0: he's got a lot of scientific research.
1: Now, did you know? And I this is from the Wikipedia that there was talk of doing a sequel
0: uh yes i hadn't thought about that in a while uh what does it say on the wiki which i have open
1: et2 et2 nocturnal fears oh my god it would have shown elliot and his friends getting kidnapped by evil aliens and follow their attempts to contact et for help spielberg decided against pursuing it feeling it would do nothing but rob the original of its virginity and you know what he's fucking right
0: He's absolutely 100% correct. <laughs> ET. It's perfect too. as is. Just leave it. We didn't need to see anymore. Like, I don't need to see ET doing other things, or Elliot getting older, or any of that shit. Perfect. Perfect.
1: Uh, so, we'll play some fucking Starship Trooper, because, you know, that's what ET is. Of course.
0: Well, you know, he's a spaceman.
1: <laughs> yes, he is.
0: I love those fucking spacemans.
1: <laughs> so,
0: that's. Uh, uh, two but... thumbs up, four and a half stars. One of my, I've talked about it on the apparently because I couldn't remember that it, I ranked it among my best, my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I rewatched it, uh, definitely uh, 100% back that one up. Great, great flick. Kid loved it. Um, all in all, across the board, uh, a thrill ride and a great adventure and, uh, and a, uh, a fucking uh, heart uh, string tugger. So good work, uh, Steven Spielberg. Did you cry? Did I cry? No, I didn't cry. But I believe the last time I did, I wa- I did. Hey,
1: you're a monster. Fucking monster. That's why, because you're a monster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fucking monster.
1: Uh, I give it, uh, I'll give it four stars. It's a great movie. I, I now that I've watched it, it's like I could watch this. You know, it won't be, it won't be twenty years until I watch this again. Even if I never have no. kids, fuck it. It's a great movie.
0: Good movie. Great to watch. Great uh, little slice of uh, of uh, Americana at the time too. A good <laughs> kind of time capsule. So good work. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Yeah, and we'll uh, see you all in a week with our second uh, ever Grab Bag Music Challenge.
0: Yes, it's going to be great. You, you fucking gave me uh, a tough assignment. We'll talk about it more next week. But, and, I, man, I had a tough time with this one.
1: And we held back from talking about Jets because the season ended this week. But we will talk next week because we have to.
0: Well, yeah, we'll talk polar bears. because. Uh, <laughs> It's time to change the name, folks.
1: All right. Well, there's a teaser for you. And until then, go to iTunes and subscribe to Mezzanine Sleepover or find us on Podomatic or Mixcloud or follow us on Twitter at Mezzanine Sleepover. Fuck you. Yeah. I don't know. I'm Snipe. Yeah, right.
0: Slipe with five eyes or asleep. At MegaMix.com. We'll see you next week. Ready, cool.
1: Go. Go. the